Boys, welcome back. Episode 120 of the Booth View podcast. One of our favorite episodes of the year. It is the Thursday in March that we all circle on the calendars as the start date of March Madness. We will be breaking down the bracket, giving you our predictions, talking about today's games, tomorrow's games, the entire tournament at large. And before we get into that, we got Seth. How's it going? I'm good. I'm really excited for some basketball. Um, we got a lot going on around here. Um, you know, the our women's basketball teams in the WNIT, they lost their conference championship, but won the regular season. So I'll be down at URI tomorrow to call that game. Should be a good one. Obviously, sports betting now legal online since the last time we had a podcast. So that has definitely taken up a lot of the time. That's been uh, it's been a successful venture so far. Um, I haven't really placed anything that's been like my own bet because <laughs> like for the most part, it's just been like the promos or whatever. Right. So I don't think I've put my own money into anything yet. Oh, I haven't either. I, and and <laughs> I have, yeah, it's, it's, let's just say FanDuel is my favorite sports book right now because they are good for the people. Yeah. They, I've, I've noticed that like, you know, just poking around on the different sports books that are available, that FanDuel seems to be the easiest to use and the most like comprehensible in terms of just how they lay out the lines. So I like that. I would say that for me, the most convenient to use in terms of like putting bets down is DraftKings. I, I like their layout the best, but FanDuel I think is, and, and DraftKings also has the fastest customer service. Um, but I would say that FanDuel does a better job of promotions. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's, it's, you know, we're just really dipping our toes into the water because it's only been live for a week. Um, but it's exciting. It's, it's, fun. it's about time that Massachusetts legalized online. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, like, literally every single state surrounding Massachusetts had it at this point. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's been a long time coming. And in, you know, they did it in time for March Madness, which is great too, because that would have been a bummer if it, you know, March Madness came and went, and then right after they legalized it, it's like, all right, well, what are we betting on now? You know, like this is the pinnacle right. of of sports betting for you know the spring. So I'm glad that they did that. Um, and uh, and yeah, less than a couple of days after they decide to legalize betting in Massachusetts, I decided to fly down to Florida. So I really <laughs> haven't gotten much of an opportunity to bet. I know that I'm still registered, but you know, been on vacation and I feel like it's kind of a, uh, a March tradition that I sit out on this porch in Florida and we record a March Madness podcast. I think it, it does feel like that. It's three years in a row now. I know that, but, um, but I think that this is our fourth year of doing the bracket challenge because the first year we did the bracket challenge, we did a fake tournament because the tournament got canceled and we simulated right. the games. Uh, and now the tournament's back, obviously. And I would just like to give props to our fans because at this moment, the largest, by far the largest bracket challenge we've done in company history is hosting over 800 entries right now as wow. we speak. 
which is incredible because I feel like in the last 24 hours, that's double because I texted you guys yesterday at probably five o'clock and said, it's at 400. Let's try and get to 500. And I woke up this morning and we had over 800. So I wouldn't be shocked if we got to a thousand over the next four hours before the game start. That'd be cool if we did. Uh, but yeah, this is exciting. This is our largest bracket challenge in history. So there is some buzz around TBR sports and March Madness right now, which I love. I love what that's awesome. Fun. That's so, insane. That's not the question that everyone wants to know. The question that everyone wants to know is have you and your parents done a couples golf game match, however you want to call that? And if so, who won? Yeah. So kind of my mom and my <laughs> girlfriend really don't golf. Uh, so they accompanied my dad and I, um, but there was really not a two on two match that was sustainable. They were they were putting every now and then, but it was really between my dad and I. And okay, so who won between you and your dad? And even there, the match was was non-existent. I think we're <laughs> just on different levels, uh, and we both know that that the is that the nice way of saying that you are significantly better than your father at golf. Yeah, and I don't want to. You know, he's, a, he's a good golfer, but I don't. I don't want to put him down. But I mean. <laughs> there's a handicap system for a reason, but when that scale just gets <laughs> so big, it's like, what are we playing for? So we just kind of had a casual fun round, you know, just, it was a par three. So we were just trying to hit, hit them close and, and, you know, hit some, hit some good putts. That was pretty much it. So, yeah. Thank you for asking that question. I know all the fans really wanted to hear that. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone <laughs> at TBR is more invested in the golf happenings of the Willett family in Florida than they anything are. else right now. Yeah, it feels good too. This usually this episode is usually recorded at night. Like I remember sitting out here two years ago, like late at night before the game start, and recording our March Madness preview. And it is currently 8:40 a.m. The sun is coming up it's a nice beautiful morning so i'm in a good mood and i'm excited to i think that's gonna enhance my picks um and i've already made my picks i might change some of them but seth has not made any yet so he's gonna be filling out his bracket live on the podcast and i don't know maybe i'll make some changes here and there so i think we should get into it um i'll preface this by saying i think i've watched more college basketball in the last two years than i have this year so my knowledge is a little less than it has been in the past, but some say that helps when filling out a bracket with, you know, 64 teams. So I'd say that's that's definitely is fair. That, is that accurate for you as well? Have you not been watching all that much? Um, well, <clears throat> men's college basketball that matters in terms of March Madness. I have watched a significant amount of men's basketball this year, just being at BU, but right. BU as a mid-major school, unless our team actually wins the conference championship, we're not even sniffing the, um, the tournament. So while yes, I have watched a lot of college basketball this year, I would not say that I have watched a significant amount that gives me any sort of expertise when it comes to um, when it comes to this tournament. Fair. And you know what? That that might bode well for us. My girlfriend filled it out the bracket last night. She had Auburn in the final four. So 
let's get going. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to start in the South region. If you're playing along with us, we're starting in the South region. Number one, Alabama versus number 16, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Yeah, I'm not going to think too hard about this one. I'm going to take A&M. The spread is 24. <laughs> <laughs> They're minus 12,500 to win this game. So, uh, so yeah, that's... Uh, yeah. Good, 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 good. Um, obviously, I'm going to take Bama. I don't think we're going to have a 16 over a 1 this year like we did a few years back. I, I've done my research. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay, yeah, we both seem... have Bama. Number 8, Maryland versus number 9, West Virginia. Yeah, see, this is this is an interesting one. This is one of the this is the first game, I believe, right? I think it. I think this kicks things off this afternoon. Yeah, yeah. So West Virginia is the nine seed is actually favored in this game. They're minus one fifty, and Maryland's plus one thirty. Um, so there are a couple of games like this where the um, lower seed is actually favored to win the game. Um, Maryland is a, on the year, much better defensive team. Uh, they average eight less points against per game. They've got a slightly better record against the top 25, but they also played three less games. Um, I'll go, I'll go for the, for the upset that w- is considered to be Maryland winning this game. Yeah. I, I simply put, I think that's I think that's the better team. Um, I'm going Maryland too. This is a uniform game for me. When I look at the round of 32, I in my head, and I can't explain why, I much much more see Maryland Bama than West Virginia mm. Bama, and I don't know why, um, but I just do. So I'm taking Maryland, um, and I'm usually good for a nine over an eight, which I will do later. But here, I, I like Maryland. Okay, five San Diego State, twelve Charleston. Yeah, so this one San Diego State's only minus two fifteen. Charleston's plus twenty five. Um, this is not a twelve over five that I'm really looking at too seriously at the moment. San Diego State has a lot of um, team history when it comes to. Um, the tournament they've been in it for i mean as far back as i can remember they've been you know it, and so it's at least like the last like 10 12 years they've been you know in it not necessarily a top you know five seed but still around i think um, in so, 2020 when the tournament got canceled they were a one seed yeah so this is this is definitely a solid program that i i would trust to win at least one game in this i don't think they're gonna be a victim of the upset here um, I'm going purely on statistics here. I know the 12-5 statistic exists, and I love the 12-5 matchups. And some might say I love them to a fault. And as a former, uh, I guess, graduate of the CAA, the Colonial Athletic Association, um, I have been given the knowledge that in the opening round of March Madness, the CAA has a winning record. And Charleston just so happens to be playing in the CAA. They fit that mold for the 12-5 upset. So I'm going to take Charleston here purely on the win. 
I've flipped back and forth on this game so many times, but I've landed on Charleston. And I feel confident in doing so because I have them losing in the next round anyway. So while they may not be my Cinderella, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to favor Charleston in this matchup. Okay. For Virginia, 13 Furman. Yeah, so this one, Virginia minus 240, Furman plus 200. Um, I don't think this one's going to be close. I I would take Virginia, the minus five and a half spread. I, I really don't foresee them losing this game. Um, they have um, way better of a team. They had way better of a schedule. There's 70 places behind, between them and the BPI. They have six matchups against top 25 teams, and they have a 500 record. I know that I haven't picked an upset yet, even though technically you could call Maryland an upset based on the book, but I'm going UVA here. Same tournament experience favors Virginia here. I think they're, I don't want to say they're getting screwed as a four seed, but I think we all know that they can play up to like a a two seed or maybe even a one seed. Like we've seen it in in past years. They won the tournament a couple of years ago. Um, So I wouldn't be surprised to, see them make a mini run i'm big on this virginia team and uh and yeah i don't see them losing to Furman, so i'll go uva as well okay six creighton 11 nc state creighton's minus 225 nc state's plus 190 um neither one of these teams has a stellar record against the uh top 25 creighton's five and seven nc state's two and two um, they're pretty similar in opposing points per game and scoring points per game. Uh, the one big difference here is that Creighton is the 11th best team in the BPI. Um, so, you know, take with that what you will. Um, I would say. I think I'm meaning Creighton here. I like an 11 over a six at some point. I just don't know that I like it here, which makes me really nervous for the rest of this because I like someone's got to lose and it might be Mizzou coming up. Yeah, I like your thought process. I'm going with Creighton as well. I say this every year on the podcast. I'll say it again. Creighton is always good for a win in March. I don't know why. Something about the logo, something about the, the school. They're always good for a win in March. Um, they're getting out of the first round here, in my opinion. Um, I, I kind of like Creighton, again, as like a, a sneaky Virginia, like win a couple games this March. So, um, like you said, I like the 11 over 6, but I don't feel confident taking it here. I think Creighton's just a better team. So, I'll go with Creighton. And then 3 Baylor, 14 UCSB. Yeah, Baylor's minus 610 here. UCSB is plus 460. It's a 10.5 spread. I'm going to go with Baylor. I don't think there's really any competition between the two. Likewise, yeah, I'm going with Baylor. Tournament history favors them. They're just a better team. Um, Seven, Missouri. Ten, Utah State. Yeah, so this is one of those interesting ones where the seeding, according to the books, doesn't actually match up. Utah State is favored in this one. They're minus 125. Five and Missouri's plus one hundred five, so um, it's uh, you know Utah State's favored, but barely. Um, the the line is 
one and a half. And if you take the plus one and a half side, it's actually plus money for, I mean, obvious reasons, very rare. Yeah. The game actually finishes between, you know, one point. So, um, yeah, I mean, look, I mean, I'm going to have to go Utah here. Like, I, I don't think that Mizzou is going to go any further than the second round anyway. Like, I don't think they were going to win the next game, right. but just for the sake of making sure that I have some level of an upset in here, um, I feel like I need to uh, need to have that. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I, I agree. I'm going to go with Utah State. Um, I, my TikTok FYP has been living in March Madness land, so I see a lot of, you know, the Ken Palm stats and chalk and this and that. So what one of the things that I saw was that in tournament history, when higher seeds, or I guess lower seeds, depending on how, when, when the lesser seed plays the better seed, but the lesser seed is favored, they almost always win. So hearing that Utah State is favored in this game, despite being a 10 seed, I am not going to fall into the trap and hammer Mizzou. I'm like in Utah State there. Um, and I agree with what you said. I don't think either team would make it past the next round anyway. So, um, okay. Two Arizona, 15 Princeton. I will say <laughs> that. <laughs> go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that in, until, for some reason, until last night, I had a different outcome in this game than I do now. <laughs> if this was any other 15 seed than Princeton, I would be picking the 15 to win this matchup because fuck Arizona. <laughs> but because it's Princeton and it, because it's those Ivy League crits, it's Arizona winning this game. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm going to have to agree. I had Princeton until last night and then I changed it because I, I've, everybody's saying the 15 versus two is going to happen again. It's only happened the last two years. I don't see a 15 that could beat any of these twos. Granted, I don't think anybody saw it coming the last couple of years. But the one that I zeroed in on was Princeton because I used to bet on them like two years ago. And they were a wagon against the spread. And I was like, I feel like for some reason they could pull off a crazy upset. Like people are just a little too high on Arizona for me. And I think that they may crumble quicker than we think. But I'm flipping back. And I'm going to stick with Arizona. Okay. Do you want to go all the way through this region? Or do you want to go by round? Yeah. yeah let's keep okay. on. Let's, let's keep up with this region. Okay. So we got round of 32 in the South region now. Alabama, Maryland. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to think too hard about this one either. I feel like Alabama's got a really good team this year. Um, you know, good enough to get themselves at least to the Sweet 16, maybe it's Elite Eight. I don't know how much further I'll have them going after that. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I got Alabama over Maryland, but I'm with you. I don't trust this team fully. Um, okay, Virginia and Charleston for me, San Diego State for you. Uh, I've got Virginia over Charleston at that point. I don't. I think that's where the Cinderella, in my mind, for Charleston ends. Um, and I'm putting a lot of stock in this UVA team. Yeah, um, I'm a little back and forth on this one. 
Aztecs are hot right now. Um, I don't think they've lost since like early December. Um, four seeds have a slight advantage overall. 55.8% of matchups between a four and a five have been won by the four. Um, but since 2011, it is 67%. So I'm going to go with UVA here. Yeah, I like that. Um, Creighton and Baylor. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick the upset, and I'm going to go with Creighton. Baylor fits the criteria for absolutely none of the Ken Palm or BPI or anything like that to make a deep run. And I saw a stat that said there's only three teams in this tournament that like fit previous criteria for teams that haven't made it to the Sweet 16 in like 30 years. And it's Baylor, Iowa, and Kentucky, maybe. I don't know. I forget the third one. But when I saw Baylor, I was like, wow, people are big on them. And, um, you know, playing how they've played, a team like them has not made the Sweet 16 in over 30 years. So I'm going to pick the upset and I'm going to say Creighton uh, punches their ticket to the Sweet 16. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. Creighton, based on the BPI, should be a three seed. So you've got yeah. a team that you, you have two teams essentially that should be three seeds because Baylor's the 12th team in the BPI um, playing each other. So I'm also going to go Creighton. Um, I've been burned by Baylor a lot in the past in bracket play. So I'm uh, I'm not looking for them to win this game. Yeah. And then Utah State, Arizona. Yeah, this is an interesting one. Um, I feel like Arizona, just based on their experience against the top 25, pulls this one out. Um, I don't know how much further I'm comfortable having them go in this bracket. Um, it might be really interesting in my South region coming up. But yeah, I'll go Arizona here. <laughs> Yeah, the South for me is the one that's going to be the weirdest. Um, I got Arizona as well, though. Okay, and then that leaves us with Bama, Virginia, Creighton, Arizona. I can start off by saying that I'm picking the upset in the first game. I'm going Virginia um, over Alabama. I am something about this Alabama. They're a football school. They're a football school. Like We're talking about them as a one-seeded basketball. I think they're a football school. And they've proven in the past that when they're a top seed in the March Madness, they do jack nothing. Plus, didn't one of their players murder somebody else? And then, and then one of the other players brought him the gun. And then the coach was like, I can't control everything they do outside of practice. I don't know. Weird, weird, weird chemistry around that Alabama team this season. So I'm going to pick against them and I'm going to pick UVA. Yeah, I think I'm going to differ here. Um, I'll go Bama. Uh, the other really high-powered offense um, got some shooters out there. So, um, oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> nice. They also have some really good, like, like just looking at the teams that they've played in the top twenty-five. You know, obviously a couple of bad losses to Gonzaga and UConn, but and you know, I guess Tennessee as well. But they beat Auburn twice. They beat Arkansas twice. They beat Houston by six. And I think Houston's technically supposed to be the overall number one, right? So, um, you know, they, they've got some good games under their belt. I think that they can get themselves to the Elite Eight. Um, for me, as we see what I think is going to happen in the uh, in the next matchup here. Cool. And then Creighton, Arizona. Um, I'm going to go Arizona. I think that although I'm not big on Arizona, I think in that matchup, they are going to be the better team. Um, and I have a tough time putting Creighton through to the uh, to the Elite Eight for some reason. Yeah, so these two teams have played each other this year. Um, Arizona won by two. 
Um, so definitely, and that's at home as well. Um, and so in theory, this matchup would be in like fucking Kentucky or something. Yeah, it's um, somewhere random. So um, to me, I'm actually going to go great in here. I like the six making it to the Elite Eight, um, which, you know, after what I said before about Bama doesn't really bode well for me, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe a six seed can make the final four. (laughs) So the final in the South region for me is Virginia, Arizona. For you, it's Bama Creighton. Yep. So I'm going to take Virginia there. Uh, I am putting so much stock in the Cavaliers. But I've got them going to the Final Four, and I've got them winning the South region. I think that the teams that the, the one, two, three seeds, I don't believe in. And the only team that I see there that I can be like, all right, they're not a big seed, but they can make a bit of a rally is Virginia. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to send them through to the Final Four over Arizona. Unfortunately, I have to send Bama to my Final Four. Um there, it's been 31 years since the last time a six seed beat a one seed. So <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to attempt, attempt uh, history here. And uh, I'm going to go with the one, just the easy pick. I like that. All right. So coming out of the South region, Seth's got the number one seed, Alabama, Crimson Tide, the shooters. And, uh, <laughs> and I've got the four seed Virginia Cavaliers. All right, let's move on to the East. Now we are 25% of the way down. Uh, number one, Purdue against number 16, Fairleigh Dickinson. Yeah, this is a really interesting matchup. These teams are really, really well matched. You know, Fairleigh Dickinson, they're not going to do anything. It's not even going to be close. Uh, Purdue might win this game by 30. I'm not going to lie. It's, uh, I mean, I don't know. What the, the, so the spread is 23 right now. The money lines are actually locked at the moment. I don't know if they're like adjusting them or what the deal is, but. Yeah, spread 23. So give or take like 12,000, I guess, on the money line. Yep, I'm with you. Give me the Boilermakers here. No contest. Um, they're going to produce a threat big time. Um, number eight, Memphis. Number nine, FAU. I'm going FAU um, because I saw a TikTok that said, look out for these teams. They're going to be really fucking good. They're returning all their seniors. They hardly lost anybody. They're good from the free throw line. And one of those teams is Memphis. And so I had Memphis picked. And then I looked in the comments of that video and everybody was slandering Memphis. Like, they're not as good as people say. They're this, they're that, they're old. They don't have any this. So I saw more negative comments about Memphis than I did positive. And that persuaded me to take FAU over Memphis. And I like nines over eights, generally. Yeah, so this one I'm going to differ with you on. Memphis beat Houston and then lost them twice. they barely lost to Bama. They beat AM and they comfortably beat Auburn. Um, so I'm going to go with Memphis here. Um, I think that just in general, um, they're going to be better prepared for this tournament. You know what? Um, I'm going to you, switch. You've convinced me. I'm going Memphis. Yeah. I mean, you like, you look at the notable results at, for FAU and it's like North Texas and UAB and Florida and Ole Miss, and they did not win all of those. So, you know, yeah, like, it, like to, to, to me, the wins are more impressive on the Memphis side. Do I think they're going to go particularly far now? But yeah, likewise. 
That was good. Good explaining by you. You've convinced me. All right. This one, hot topic. Number five, Duke. Number 12, Oral Roberts. I'm going to let you go first because this game, everybody is keying in on this game. Yeah, so you you already have a general idea of where my brain is at for this game because I mentioned this to you before. I am taking Oral Roberts here. I do not believe in this Duke team one bit. Fuck Duke. They cost me $30,000 last year. I had a parlay that was 20 legs. That would have been like a dollar to win 30K. And the last leg of it was Duke winning and they lost. Uh, that was not the only one dollar to thirty thousand uh, parlay that I had last year that lost by one leg. Um, so yeah, a little bit of a little bit of a sore spot there on Duke, but also Oral Roberts. Like they did a good job last year. They made a bit of a Cinderella run. Um, this is a twelve over a five, so that's you know definitely where my head is at. There's going to be at least one twelve over a five. If you think that there's going to be two or more 12, fun fact, if you think there's going to be um, at least two 12 over fives that win, you should bet all of them money line the same unit. Because if you bet all four and two of them win, you win money. Yeah, and they usually do. Um, there's at least always one, if not two. There's some been some years, I think two years ago, where there was three. Um, mm. So, yeah, I remember that, that one crazy year where – so many upsets happened and someone was like if you'd parlayed all of the underdogs who won today you would have won like a hundred thousand dollars if you bet like an a hundred dollar um parlay which was wild and i was pissed that i didn't um this game's tough another one that i've been back and forth on and i'm gonna fade you and go with duke just because i think people are buying into the oral roberts hype from a couple of years ago I think that people are buying into, of course, there are 12 seats, so everybody's thinking the 12 over five. I know that Oral Roberts is a better team than they were two years ago. Um, and I know that Duke is not as good a team as they've been in the past, but everything is screaming at me to fade Oral Roberts because the public is so heavy on them. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to take Duke. And if I'm wrong, like right hand up, I'm wrong. Um, but I, j I just, I don't know. I, it's something, something fishy there. Like too many people are on Oral Roberts. I think Duke might blow them out of the water and everyone's going to be like, well, fuck. But, uh, but hey, I might be wrong. Okay. For Tennessee, 13, Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. I'll let you go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so fuck Tennessee first off, um, but I'm taking them to win this game. Um, yeah, there's just not going to be any competition here. I'm going to fade because picking really? against Tennessee is one of my favorite hobbies. I'm going to pick Louisiana to upset Tennessee here. Tennessee was upset as a five seed two years ago in the first round. And again, football school, I, for some reason, I just don't, we all know, I don't like picking Tennessee. So I'm going to pick Louisiana uh, you know for what? some reason. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to follow you. Fuck it. Fuck it. Why not? Because it this also is a it purely makes a emotional pick. This is, yes, yes. It also, it helps for my next thing because there's always a 12 seed who makes it to the Sweet 16, right? Like that's just kind of like how it works. And so right. I need, I'm, I feel like Oral Roberts is the 12 seed to do that. 
Um, and so I kind of need them to win another game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this makes I, I, I don't know why I just like I had Tennessee for the longest time, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. What am I? I'm not. I don't need. I don't owe Tennessee anything. I'm gonna pick Louisiana. We're, we're gonna have to bet on that. Plus four eighty. Yeah, I'll do it. I've got some good bets going for today. I'll send you my uh, my things. Um, yeah, I currently have an eight. This is some horseshit, by the way. So I craft a parlay, right? As I always do for March Madness. Every March Madness, I always go through and I pick just like 20, the first 20 games, essentially, right? I will just go through and boom, 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 boom. Add it all up. I created a parlay with odds that would turn a dollar into 1.4 million oh wow do i have any faith in that like not really am i only placing one for now yes like i'm gonna wait for this one to fail and then place another one um or i'm gonna wait for this one to win and just be happy um but it wouldn't let me do a dollar it changed it to 18 cents it said you're not allowed to bet more than 18 cents. And I emailed DraftKings about this, and they said that their traders set certain limits on certain markets in order wow. to protect the book. Wow. And they don't have, and they, as like customer service, doesn't have like they don't get an explanation from the traders. So yeah, I got limited to doing 18 cents to win 250,000. Um, which I took as a sign because 18 is an important number in Judaism. I actually have a necklace of two Hebrew letters whose numerical values. There's this thing in Judaism where like every letter of the alphabet has a numerical value and their numerical values add up to 18. So oh, I that's took it cool. as a sign. So it's going to hit. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what that means. Beautiful. Um, all right. So yeah, we're both, we're both picking Tennessee to go fuck themselves. Um, six Kentucky, eleven Providence. If there was ever an eleven over six seed for you to take, this might be it. I won't be, but if you wanted to, you could. I'm picking Kentucky. Providence last year was a wagon. This year, not so much. I, I don't. I don't buy into the hype of this team. Uh, I'm going with Kentucky based on tournament experience. Yeah, I mean, I. Um... The, this, these teams, from a book standpoint, are really close together. Um, Kentucky's minus 175. Providence is plus 150. Um, but, like, the best team I think Providence has played this year is probably Miami. And they lost 10. Yeah. Um, they lost to Xavier twice. They split with Marquette. They split with Creighton. So, like, this is a team that, in theory, is good enough to be a six seed. Um, but I don't think they're going to beat um, Kentucky. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, Kansas State, three seed. Montana State, 14 seed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so this one is another extremely interesting one. You know, it, it seems like, yeah, no, fuck that. It's uh, Kansas State's minus 390. Uh, Montana State's plus 320. Uh, yeah. I'm not I'm not picking Montana State here. Yeah, they got an interesting Kansas logo, State. though. It's like a fucking Bobcat or something. Yeah, it's like Quinnipiac, but like off-brand. It, it's, it's funny because these two teams have essentially the same logo. It's just that Kansas State's is like abstract, 
Yeah, it's like the and, 2D version. Uh, yeah, and then like Montana State's like a little bit more realistic. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Kansas State. Uh, they're going to roll them. All right, 7, Michigan State, 10, USC. I'm going with the Spartans because I saw a statistic that says that the Big Ten owns the 7-10 to 10 matchup historically. And we've got a really? couple 7-10 to 10 matchups that feature the Big Ten. I'm a little skeptical on this one because USC against the spread in tournament games is really good. So I think it's going to be close, but I'm going with um, the sabermetrics. So I'll take Michigan State. Yeah, I mean, this is a tough one. Um, the thing with USC is they are a team that has experience against, like, solid teams. Um, you know, they've played Arizona. They lost twice. They split against UCLA. They lost by seven to Tennessee. They beat Auburn by three. Um, they won two out of three matchups against Arizona State. Um, but... You know, you look at Michigan State, they beat a higher-seeded Kentucky by 9. They lost to Bama by 11. But they beat Maryland, who's in the tournament. Um, They lost to Purdue twice, right? So, you know, if if they end up, you know, moving pretty far, you know, they're probably going to lose at some point. I kind of like them here. Um, They're favored slightly. They're minus 130. Um, So... Yeah, do it that way you will. But yeah, I think they've uh, got the ability to win this one. Cool. And then Marquette, UVM. Go on Marquette. Yeah, so UVM has been a bit of a powerhouse in the America East um, recently. Um, they've gotten the bid pretty much every year since um, UMBC won and upset um, You know, being the first uh, 16 to ever beat a one seed. Um, I've had the, the displeasure of watching them play a bunch, um, and beating my my dad's alma mater is Stony Brook, who like eight to 10 years ago moved to the America East and is now no longer in the America East, but, um, Stony Brook won and played Kentucky in like 2015 and then ever since, it's been Vermont and then the one year of UMBC. Um, so Vermont's a really solid team. Um, I don't think that they have their best player anymore. They have this one dude, Anthony Lamb, um, who is just absolutely filthy. And he is now part of the Warriors G League organization. So yeah, he is uh, no longer... Um, part of their uh, organization. So I think that's a big hit. I don't think they win this game. Yeah. I just, it's, it's a Marquette's too, too good of a team um, at, at the two seed. I love Marquette this year. All right. Round of 32 East region, Purdue, Memphis. Give me Purdue. Uh, yeah. Uh, so my round of 32 will be Duke, Louisiana. Yours will be Oral Roberts, Louisiana. Um, I confidently can say we both have Louisiana losing here. Yes. Yep. So I'm sending Duke, you're sending Oral Roberts. And then Kentucky, Kansas State. This is going to be an interesting game if it comes to fruition. I'm going to roll with the higher seed, give me Kansas State. Um, Not big on Kentucky this year. I think they were another one of those teams that didn't fit the criteria to make it to the Sweet 16. So I'm going to go with Kansas State. 
Yeah, I mean, the big difference between these two teams is that when facing some of the better teams in the country, Kansas State was able to win games and UK basically lost against every single good team. They did beat Tennessee twice, but you know they got destroyed by Bama. They lost to Kansas. They lost by 16 to Gonzaga. Meanwhile, Kansas State split with Kansas, split with Texas. Um, and Texas is a two-seed this year, I believe. Um, they swept Baylor, who we said before, three-seed, right? So they've got a lot of solid wins against a lot of solid teams. So I, I think that they can make a bit of a run here. Yep. So you're Kansas State. Yep. Perfect. And then last game of the round of 32 in the East region, uh, mine's Michigan State Marquette and yours is USC Marquette. No, I've also got Michigan State. You took Michigan State. Okay, perfect. Um, I'm going Marquette. Again, I'm big on this Marquette team. Um, Don't know much about Michigan State other than the fact that they play in the Big Ten, which is why, in my mind, they have fit the criteria to make the round of 32, but I'm rolling Marquette into the sweet 16. Yeah, I've got to agree with you. This is a Marquette team that's played some close games against some good teams and taken down the teams that they needed to. Um, I, I would say that, um, I think Michigan state on the year has given up less points. Um, but, um, Marquette does a really good job of controlling the pace. Um, yeah. so I, I like a team that can play fast on offense both slow things down defensively when they need to. Yeah. I'm with you there. All right. Sweet. So I, got I got Purdue and Duke. You have Purdue and Oral Roberts. And then we both have oh, Kansas State Marquette. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to send Purdue to the elite eight. I'm, I've got them over Duke. Um, I don't know if you have them over Oral Roberts or not. Seth is frozen. Yeah, I got Purdue or Oral Roberts. There it is. Am I back yet? Um, yeah, you're back. Am I back now? <laughs> yeah. Yes. I got Purdue over Oral Roberts. Yeah, I assume <laughs> so. And then Kansas State Marquette. I'm sending Marquette, but in a very close game. I'm sending Kansas. Ooh, okay. I like Kansas State. I like how they played all year. Um, I like the the matchups that they've won. So I I like them to win this game. And then in the East Region final, I've got Purdue Marquette. Seth's got Purdue Kansas State. It's just annoying. I will take Marquette to go to the final four. I am have a feeling that Purdue is going to burn out. And I think that this is the spot that it happens. And a lot of people are saying that Duke, because of tournament history, might pull off the upset um, in the round prior. I've got Marquette knocking off Purdue and going to the final four. As Seth continues to deal with technical difficulties. I can keep speaking until he's back. I'm going to guess. Let's play a fun game. I'm going to guess that Seth is going to send Purdue to the Final Four. You are incorrect in going Kansas State. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) That was awesome. Like, literally, the second the words came out of your mouth. (laughs) 
Nice. So you have Kansas State going to the Final Four? Yeah, fuck Purdue. Wait, yeah, I agree, fuck Purdue. So Seth's Final Four as of right now is Alabama and Kansas State. Yeah. Yeah, my practice is terrible this year, man. <laughs> no, that's, I mean, that could, that could oh, happen. Man. Mine's not much better. I mean, I've got a two seed and a four seed in there right now. So, um, yeah, all right, let's move on to the Midwest, halfway there. Uh, Houston, Northern Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston, we don't even, not yeah, even we, don't even, we don't even need to say it, Houston. Um, Iowa, Auburn. I'm going Auburn because my girlfriend picked Auburn to go to the final four. So I'm going to support her for as long as I can until it becomes irrational. So I'll take Auburn. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Auburn's technically the better team from a BPI standpoint. Um, they, um, they are favored to win this game, actually. They're minus 125, and Iowa's plus 105. Um, so I'll take them as well. Nice. Um, five seed Miami, 12 seed Drake. Uh, a lot of people like this matchup because it's Drake and Miami, like the rapper. This is not a 12 over 5 that I'm... Not a 12 over 5 you're looking at. I'm going to assume that's what he said. Uh, yeah, I got Miami. No, not a 12 over 5 that I'm looking at here. Yeah, I got Miami. Give me well. one Drake. second. I'm trying to fix the internet here. I'm going to go that's to my hotspot and see if that does any better. Drake used to be a wagon against the spread like two years ago. They were, I think they only, they had one or two games where they didn't cover and the rest of the season they cover. So I know they've got history as a good team that can stick around with good teams, but I just, when I see this matchup, I think that Miami is the better team and I've got them advancing. Um, next game for Indiana, 13 Kent state. Um, while Seth fixes his internet, I'll give my prediction on this one. Uh, for some reason I'm going Kent state. I don't know why people are kind of big on them. Um, a 13 over a four is kind of daring. And I already, I already have one, um, with Tennessee and Louisiana. That's more of an emotional pick. This is more of a logical pick. I think Kent state has all the necessary weapons to pull off an upset. So I'm going to take Kent state, um, in the upset spot there. Yeah. So 13s over fours don't happen, um, all the time, but um in this particular matchup i am not against it apparently in the last four tournaments 12 of the 16 matchups between fours and 13s were in single digits and all four last year were uh decided in single digits so, so that tells you states only hammer four. the spread yes the the spread here is what well it's four Right. So like if you're trying to keep yourself safe here, you're gonna have to do an alternate. Um let's see, what are the here we go? Alternate spread. Kent State plus nine and a half is gonna be like just I don't 
sorry. Um, I don't even think you can take it. Plus nine is minus two eighty. Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Fuck Indiana. Um, so yeah, they lost me a parlay the other day. So you're gonna go Kent State. Yeah. Nice, nice little squad ride on Kent State. Um, okay, Iowa State Pittsburgh. I love the 11 over the six here. Iowa State's lost 11 games this year. I don't know how they are a six seed. Pittsburgh looked good the other night. Oh, they did? Even worse. Um, Pittsburgh is looked very good the other night in the play-in game. And like we said, the 11 over six always happens. I think this is the spot that it's going to happen. And Pittsburgh's rolling right now, fresh off a win. Iowa State seems cold to me. So I'm going Pittsburgh. Yeah, I mean Pitt's got an in, had an interesting, uh, interesting season. Um, Iowa State, you know, they beat Baylor three times. They split against Kansas. Um, but since 2011, the 11 seeds do have winning records. Yep. Uh, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do what you did and go pet here. Yeah, I like that pick better. Um, okay, Xavier, Kennesaw State. I'm going Xavier. Where the fuck is Kennesaw? I have no idea. Sounds really prairie esque. It's in Georgia. Uh, okay, I was kind of right. Um. Yeah. So they're the 134. Team, um, this has got to be an AQ here. They had to have just like won their tournament or something. Um, yeah. I mean, they played Indiana and they played San Diego State and they played VCU, but they lost all of them. Um, and you know they lost big San Diego State and Indiana. I don't. I I'm gonna side with you here, and I think that Xavier pulls it out. Yeah. I see that as being a blow on my mind. You know, I'm not big on Xavier. Um, okay, 7-10, Texas A&M, Penn State. I know I said the Big Ten dominates the 7-10 matchup for the most part, but I realistically see Texas A&M winning this game because that would set up the round of 32 for a battle of Texas. Um, so I'm going to take A&M. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. I mean, A&M split against Bama. They beat Tennessee two out of three against Arkansas, beat Auburn twice, beat Mizzou twice, lost by nine to Kentucky. Penn State beat Illinois twice. They got swept three games by Purdue, split against Maryland, beat Indiana twice, um, and then beat Northwestern twice. I think this is going to be a close matchup. In eight of the last 15 meetings between a 10 and a 7, I don't understand how there can be 15 meetings between a 10 and a 7. That doesn't make any sense to me. Um, yeah, I don't get that. The, uh, all eight of those 15 have been decided by five points or fewer. Seven seeds win 60% of the time. Yeah, I'll go AM here. Yeah, I all of me, everything in me wants to take Penn State because this podcast has personal ties to Penn State and the Big Ten um, statistic. But I think the 
sports media would eat up a Texas A&M Texas round of 32. And I, I foresee that happening. So I'll go with that. And then to foreshadow. Yeah, I mean, the book has this one really close. Yeah, it's going to be a it's, close game for sure. They Seven versus 10 all yeah. for some reason. Right. Um, and then, yeah, like I just kind of alluded to, Texas Colgate, give me Texas. Yeah, so this is an interesting one for me. I've had the displeasure of watching Colgate murder Boston University over the past couple of years. Um, I don't know how I feel about Texas. I... I don't know defensively how Colgate stacks up. Um, they've lost to a couple other teams in the tournament. Um, I think that they could potentially make this a close game. Um, each of the last two years, a two seed has lost. Keep that in mind. Yep. I don't think it's this one. Um, there's another one that I may be thinking about, maybe thinking about, but not like super hard on. This is a, an upset spot, though. I feel like Colgate could pull one out here. I'm taking Texas, but I feel like Colgate could pull one out. Yeah. Um, okay. That leaves us with round of 32, Houston, Auburn. Give me Houston. Yep. Uh, Miami and Kent State. I'm picking Kent State. I think they're my Cinderella. Mm -hmm. I'm sending them to the Sweet 16. Um, if Miami doesn't lose to Drake, they will lose to Kent State. So give me Kent State going to the Sweet 16. Yeah, this is um, this is difficult for me because I really do not think that Houston goes to the Final Four. I, I think that it is like it's just not going to happen. I don't know when the last time um, a host team made the final four. Um, trying to see if they talk about it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, there have been a lot of good games in Houston for that. I don't know. I, I'll have to look into that and see what the history is on it. Um, but yeah, I don't. I really don't think that Houston makes it to the Final Four. But I think I, you know, I'm, I'm really split on this one. Miami's not the you know greatest team in the world. Yeah. Penn State played Houston before and only lost by five. I I kind of like Penn State here. Penn State seems to be a wagon. Like the way that they've been playing, I I'm riding them. They're my Cinderella. So you go in Miami or Penn State? Penn State. All right, Seth and I are rolling with the Golden Eagles. Um, Pittsburgh Xavier, I'm going Xavier, not huge on this Xavier team. Um, but I think that if my calculations in my bracket are correct and Pittsburgh makes it through, I think they get an easy path, um, to potentially the elite eight. So, um, I will take Xavier. I will as well. And just back on that Kent State point, uh, to make 316 plus 600. Oh, I'm hammering that. 
Although I feel like it should be higher. It really should be. Or 13. You'd um, think a 13 would be higher. Yeah. And then Texas A&M, Texas. Give me the two seed. I'm going with uh, going with the, uh, the fucking these things. What are they called? Horns. Longhorns. There we go. Horns up. Horns up. Bulls down. It's weird to me that these two teams haven't played each other. Like, it makes me uncomfortable. Um, in, in the past seven tournaments, um, the seven seeds actually have a winning record against two seeds. Um, they're seven and eight. Or, sorry, it, it, two seeds are seven and eight. So, seven yeah. seeds won eight of 15 matchups. Um, two seeds overall have a close to 70% win percentage. I'll go to Texas here. Yeah. And then Houston, Kent State. I've got Houston. I think the, the run is going to end for Kent State there. Houston, although I, you know, you are not big on them going to the final four, I think they're going to have the easiest path out of anybody. So um, so I'll go Houston over Kent State. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I'm also taking Houston, but I've got them losing next round. And then who do you have them losing to? Xavier or Texas? Texas. Texas. Okay, so Seth is going to send Texas to the final four out of the Midwest. I'm going to send Houston over Xavier. Um, I think Texas loses to Xavier. Houston's going to beat Xavier. They're in the final four. I am buying into the host team making it to the final four. Um, Criteria-wise, Houston is the best team. Like you said, they're like the top number one and the best team in the tournament. I have a tough time believing that they won't make it to the final four. Okay. One, we are 75% of the way done. Let's bang out the West. Kansas Howard, defending champions. Yeah, um, I think Kansas wins this matchup fairly easily. Um, I don't know how much faith I have in them going all the way as defending champs. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, same here. Uh, I got Kansas. Okay. Arkansas over Illinois. Did you say Arkansas? Yeah. Mm. Answer uh, in Arkansas over Illinois. Fair enough. Um, so that game's at 4.30 today. Um, Illinois is plus 115. Arkansas is minus 135. I'll go Arkansas here. Yeah, and I also like the fact that it's a Kansas-Arkansas matchup in the round of 32. Yes. Um, St. Mary's VCU. This is another 12-5 that I'm going to take. Give me Virginia Commonwealth over St. Mary's. I'm not big on the St. Mary's Is that what VCU stands for, Virginia Commonwealth? I mean, yeah, I'm not a big St. Mary's guy either, so I'll uh, I'll tell you on that, and uh, and I'll take them. St. Mary's uh, has lost me some bets this year, so I've got a personal vendetta against them. I I do think this is actually a 12 versus 5 that could happen. Yeah, they're only minus uh, 190 money line. VCU's plus 160, so it feels like a good spot. Yeah, likewise. Um, UConn, Iona. UConn is good this year. I've watched them play a couple games. They move the ball well. They're good at the free throw line. Give me UConn over Iona. Yeah, they um, they feel like a pretty good team. They're minus 450 here, uh, plus 360 for Iona. Um their sixth best team BPI. I, I also have them winning their first round matchup. Yeah. Uh, TCU ASU. 
Yeah, this is an interesting one. Both teams have experience against top 25. Um, you know, Arizona State has a slightly better conference record. VC, uh, TCU was 9-9 nine and nine in conference. Um, Arizona State was able to beat Arizona once. Uh, they beat Creighton twice, 6 seed that we talked about earlier. They lost twice to UCLA. Um, they played a good, you know, they went 1-2 and two against USC. Um, they beat VCU, um, beat Michigan. TCU split with Kansas, though. Um, and won two out of three against Kansas State. So this is an interesting one. I think I'm going to go TCU here. I guess we're big on Texas teams. We're huge on Texas teams. I'm picking TCU over ASU as well. Um not much more reason other than I think TCU is a damn good team. So give me TCU. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, three Gonzaga, 14 Grand Canyon. Gonzaga is going to win this game. Grand Canyon is an online school. I don't know how they made it into the tournament. Um, they're an online that, school? Yeah, GCU is like an online. I, they have a campus, but they're like an online university too. That's like what they're big for. So like I could enroll at That's GCU. Funny. So I don't That's know. Funny. I didn't know that those were allowed. Um, so I'm going to go with Gonzaga. Interesting. Yeah, I'm also going with Gonzaga. Yeah, tournament history. Um, okay, Northwestern, Boise State. Once again, the Big Ten dominates that 7v10. So give me Northwestern. Yeah, um, Northwestern's 4-1 against the top 25. Um, they beat Purdue this year. Um, beat Indiana twice, split against Illinois, um, beat Michigan State. I, I, I like them here. Yep. Uh, and then rounding it out, UCLA, UNC, Asheville. Um, I hate the state of North Carolina, and UCLA is a really good team. So I'm going to pick UCLA. But you said something interesting earlier that there was a two versus 15 that you were considering taking, and you haven't taken one yet. So logic tells me that yeah. you're going to consider it here. I'm really considering it here. UNCA has uh, has a solid record. They're able to put up points. They only played one game against the top 25 in the loss. Um, I think that was to Arkansas. Six of the 10 losses that in history that um, twos have had against 15s have come in the last um, 10 tournaments. So... The only thing that gives me pause is that there's been one in each of the last two years. And so right. I really, I'm really, really looking at this one. Um, UNC Asheville's plus 100. So if you want to maybe consider sprinkling a little bit on that, but I think I'm going to have to pick UCLA here. Yeah, I think UCLA has got the goods this year. I don't, if any two seed was going to lose, I don't think it's going to be them. But I'm also notorious for saying things like that and then jinxing it. So. Do with that what you will. All right, round of 32, West Division. Kansas, Arkansas. Um, the last time a defending champion made it to the Sweet 16 was not since a defending champion went back-to-back in 2006-2007 when Florida did it. So I'm going Arkansas over Kansas here. And I'm going to tail. Perfect. Um, VCU, UConn, taking UConn. This is where the Cinderella ends for VCU. UConn's the better team. 
Um, they, I, if I Kansas is, yeah, if Kansas is out of this uh, region, UConn has a serious chance to go deep. And then TCU, Gonzaga, going Gonzaga, although everything tells me not to. Yeah, I'm going to disagree here, and I'm going to take TCU. Yeah, that's probably the smarter thing to do. Uh, Gonzaga's I, I, a phrase there's, is weird. There, there's got to be one bracket, or sorry, one region that's just completely fucked up, and I think it's going to be this one. Fair. And then Northwestern, UCLA. I'm picking UCLA. I'm tempted to take Northwestern here. I'm really tempted. <laughs> Like, I'm disgustingly tempted. <laughs> just just for the fact that it would make my Sweet 16 8, 4, 6, 7. Do it. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Why not? All right. Let's, let's, let's have some fun here. Let's take it Northwestern. All right. West Division, Sweet 16. I now have Arkansas and UConn. And I'm going to ride with the team that beats the defending champions once again. I'm sending Arkansas to the Elite Eight over UConn. I think they're going to ride the momentum of that one versus eight upset, and they're going to knock off UConn as well, make a little mini run for themselves at it. Uh, so give me Arkansas over UConn. Hmm. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Um, yeah, I think I'll go Arkansas as well. Sorry, Arkansas. why not? And then I've got Gonzaga, UCLA. You have TCU and Northwestern. So I'm going to send UCLA to the uh, Elite Eight, and I'll let you talk about your wild fantasy scenario over there. <laughs> Look, Northwestern's a solid defensive team, um, and I, I really like that they beat Purdue. I'm looking at that, and like Purdue's a pretty good team, man. And they beat Michigan State. They played a close game against Auburn. The only thing is, you know, they lost to a Penn State team twice. Right. TCU was able to split with Kansas. They split with Baylor. Two out of three with Kansas State, who I'm high on. Yeah, I'll go TCU here. Cool. So that makes it Arkansas TCU for you and Arkansas UCLA for me. I'm sending UCLA to the final four over Arkansas. They were there a couple of years ago as an 11 seed. And I think as a two seed, they will be back and they're dangerous. So I'm going to go with the, uh, with the UCLA Bruins. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> Arkansas struggled against the top 25 this year. Um, like really struggled. Two and eight and TCU six and seven. I'm going to go TCU here. Okay. So now we move on to the final four. We will break it down quickly, and then we're going to end the episode so that I can upload it before the game starts. So, my final four, Virginia as a four seed, Marquette as a two seed, Houston as a one seed, UCLA as a two seed, and your final four is? I got Alabama as the one, Kansas is a three, Texas is a two, and TCU is a six. Sweet. So, in my southeast, I got Virginia Marquette. I'm going to go with tournament experience here, a team that won it just a couple of years ago. Give me the four seed Virginia with yet another upset going to the national championship. I've also got an upset going into the national championship. I've got Bama taking an L to Kansas State. Nice. And then Midwest and West, Houston and UCLA. I'm going to go with the best team in the country. Give me Houston. I think they're just too effing good. And I think that UCLA is not going to stand a chance against them. Houston, especially with a bit of a home court advantage, it's going to go back to the national championship. 
Yeah, I think um, I think we're gonna go Texas here just for the sake that it's gonna be really embarrassing to their football program to have their uh, basketball program have more success. Like what? Uh, yeah, that that would be embarrassing. Okay, and then we're wrapping it up. Our national championship: mine, four seed Virginia, one seed Houston. When I did my research, there were only four teams in the field that fit all the criteria: Ken Palms, BPIs past tournament history, sabermetrics, everything. And of those four teams, only one fit the Brendan Ouellette criteria, and that was Houston. So I've got the number one seed, Houston, taking the national championship in Houston. It's a Disney movie waiting to happen. I'm really thinking hard about this one. I think I'm going to go Texas here. Wow. Yeah, what the fuck is this bracket, man? My bracket is so ass. Oh, man. Oh, man. What if it's perfect? Like, I your final it. four is not even that bad. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I, I guess, like, this is the one year that, like, I'm just picking fucked up stuff because fucked up stuff always happens. And my bracket always gets busted. So might as well just go out on top, you know? I'm just like, you know, guns blazing as opposed to taking all the safe picks, right? So I'm going to go final score of... 69 to 72. Okay, I've got, um, I, I just exited out of my bracket, so I forget what my final score is, but I had one, I think it was like 73 to 68 or something. Um, Houston over Virginia, which I think would be a very entertaining national championship as well. Um, Virginia's been there before, and Houston's the best team in the country. So if that comes to fruition, good on me. If not, which it won't, fine. So, yeah, that is the March Madness preview. Uh, four years running now on the podcast. That was our fourth anniversary of doing the March Madness preview from Florida and you from Boston. So, yeah, um, I'm excited to watch the games. We got to upload this before the game starts so that if you haven't filled out your bracket yet, you can listen to our picks and either agree with us or disagree with us and do so. And um, to the 800 of you in the bracket challenge best of luck anything else from you seth no that's it all right cool um so yeah happy march madness watching everybody i know where i'm going to be for the next 48 hours um and we'll, we'll update all of you instagram wise maybe we can squeak a pod in every now and then maybe i'll you know maybe i'll just pop solo and just give you know give updates or we can find a time this weekend to you know update everybody after the round of 64 the round of 32 but we always say this and we try and make it happen we won't let too much time pass until the next time you're here from us. but yeah very uh very good march madness episode 2k23 edition and uh yeah outro we'll see you everybody on the flippy flip side of the first round of the tournament yes Losing all my